When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Toronto Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jaybird watching. I am your host, Craig Borning. I am with Jason Lyons, Ken Alfred, and our special guest, hat enthusiast slash flight deck lady, Leslie Nope, and actually Leslie Mack, right? <laughs> but anyway, here we are, the gang's all together, preparing for opening day. We are a week of the season in the bag at this point and there's plenty of things to talk about we're, we're going to dive into some actual news here because this is more or less our quasi pre-game day because we're the blue jays are going to go live very shortly here and we're actually on before the game tonight so let's talk waiver claim the toronto blue jays this evening swooped in from the atlanta braves and stole jordan luplo a guy that is been a third round draft pick and he's in the 29 age group, but to that point, he's always a guy that's been able to hit for crazy power, and he's a guy that just mashes left-handed pitching and an outfielder. So, Leslie, I don't know if you saw this move happen before we went live on the show, but the, this is a depth position that the Blue Jays don't have a lot of. We, we're talking guys like Biggio, Merrifield are actually in the lineup tonight and basically trading out outfield spots. It's another piece to that depth that the Blue Jays are trying to master up. Sorry, you throwing to me? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about adding an extra outfielder on that piece, Leslie? Sorry. Right. Okay. Just get, this is my first time, so please be gentle. Um, All right. So, um, yeah, so I, I briefly saw it. And here's the thing about me. I actually I don't really follow – you know, players uh, on other teams that kind of listen to what other people say about, yep. you know, acquisitions and trades. And what I'm hearing is good. I do remember that people were saying we could use one more outfield piece. We're always looking for more lefties. Um, it seems like a sort of a nice little sle- sneaky maneuver that they uh, they pulled off. So it looks like it's it's what we need. Yeah. Jason, I know you and I were quickly chit-chatting to the fact that you, it sounded like you were pretty in favor of this move with getting Jordan Luplo, the guy that hit 11 home runs in the last, two of the last seasons. So 
Because I power yeah, that, I, right? I, I like when, I mean, you know, I think this is this is akin to sort of um, as the NHL <laughs> season winds down, you see, you know, um, teams signing kids out of college and, you know, kids out of the A that, that haven't been drafted and things like that. And I, I kind of see that as this, where you're dead right. Like he's got, it seems to have buckets of power. Um, you can always use the lefty bat. And um, although our outfield has kind of been putting on a bit of a clinic already for the start of the season this year, um, you're going to need outfielders at all times. I mean, you know, we, we've got, we're strong through the middle of the infield. We're strong at one, we're strong at three. You know, anytime you can throw a lefty bat with a good, uh, you know, a good quality fielder that if you bring him in to pinch hit, He's got a good solid chance he's going to put one out of the yard. Yeah. And the catch is he's actually a right handed bat that just happens to destroy left handed. Oh, right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a 50 50. I know we got it wrong. <laughs> we'll, so, we'll cut that. It won't yeah. be in the, in the final. Edit. We'll edit that right out. <laughs> so, nope, anyway. it'll be in the final. <laughs> It's in the final because we don't do any filtering here. It's just all as is. <laughs> and this makes it sound pretty for the actual podcast part as our producer. The rest of it's just as is. <laughs> so yes. anyways, real classy place we got here. Anyway, <laughs> Jordan Luplo is a nice addition. Ken, I don't know where he goes outside of the fact that he's going to clearly be, he's been sent to Buffalo already. He's kind of blocked to come up because of the depth that I had mentioned that we still have even uh, Nathan Luke's. Nathan Lucas in this outfield that has kind of become the pinch run guy at the uh, piece here at the early five games of the season we've seen so far. I don't think he's moving up anytime soon to you. <laughs> don't know about that. So give me the four and one about, about him. So you said he hits really hard. He beats up left-handers really well. Um, I know I just briefly look at his stats there. So it looks like he struggled last year just from the hitting. So it seemed like when he did hit, it was a home run. Yeah, so basically batting 200 ish for what is the more part of his career. This it screams depth, but the fact that he's around the one million dollar a year ballpark, he's above technically above replacements. He plays good defense. Um, I was gonna ask, what is his upside? So he can hit off of lefties, great. Is he if he's a really good outfielder, then sure, welcome him with open arms. Hopefully, he'll develop a little bit better during the uh, while he's playing Buffalo, and hopefully, we can pull him up when we need him, and especially against that, especially against lefties. So yeah. Yep. So far, it's no, a so good. Safe I guess. insurance policy because the only, the only they didn't lose anything for picking him up because the the counter move that you would normally get to get him on our forty man roster for this was them actually transferring Hyunjin Ryu to the sixty day injured list. So there was no move, and unlike the you know fifteen or the ten day injured list, this actually gives you a spot back on your forty man roster. So you're able to just have a free spot, move them to that piece that uh, position on the injured list and free spot. Jordan Luplo was probably the best available guy on the waiver wire. And they're like, let's just fill the roster. So here we are. Did you see who uh, made the, made the Braves rather than him? I forget. That was one of the younger that was Kevin Pilar. <laughs> so that's like full six degrees from Kevin Pilar. Six six degrees Pilar. From Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got my Pilar jersey here. So there you go. Oh, look at you. It's now now we went full circle even to the Jaybird watching level. Let <laughs> yeah. me say this before we even continue. When in doubt, shop on Facebook Marketplace. So there you go. <laughs> I got this jersey, that uh, little helmet thing that I got last time, which I don't have right now, and uh, <laughs> that little towel over there, all for twenty bucks. So there you, you go. Oh, man, that's a Good steal. Time. That's like. 
That's like going to the like Goodwill and just running away with a bunch of stuff. That's what I'm saying, right? So if I thought in my Blue Jay wardrobe, then yeah, I'll probably have to do that. I actually have uh, some bobbleheads I need to sell, and then everyone tells me to go to Facebook Marketplace, so I got to do that. I've got Donaldson and Pilar and Wait, Hab, Leslie. And I just wanna, yeah? We, we, have we might Gruber. just have to talk that out. Do you have Kelly <laughs> Gruber bobblehead? No, no, Pilar. Pilar. Oh. Pilar, uh, there it is. So, I got one right there. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, there you There's go. Right there. Oh, the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other show. You're all diving into yeah, here. Right. I'm trying. I'm trying to work that angle and get having a full merch <laughs> night on here. <laughs> so, but anyway, that is a good spot to get your Blue Jays merch, especially some good deals on things that are more or less as Blue Jays fans passing around fun things to each other. <laughs> so, uh, but let's talk the unfortunate elephant in the room. Uh, we have been having a very mixed batch so far the offense has really good nights and bad nights and then we haven't been able to pitch our way out of a brown paper bag until we all of a sudden had a out of a continuation uh from Yusei kikuchi be able to move forward and go from there and the first wardrobe change of the evening <laughs> there it is nice. so there it is <laughs> so anyways the uh in the midst of all this fun opening day Alec Manoa has a rough start. That trend has unfortunately been bleeding through the Blue Jays pitching staff all the way until we saw Yusei Kikuchi pitching the other night and really riding the ship for what was vastly needed because we we're going to start already taxing our bullpen too, too much at this point in the season. And it was really the right thing, but there is plenty of good things going on. So why don't we start with talking about some of the good before we talk about the gloom and doom. So let's do the who's up situation here. Um, Leslie, out of what we've been seeing so far this season, who are you uh, just falling in love with so far this season as far as the peak performer on our team? Well, I mean, we got to talk about Kikuchi because how can we not? Um, You know, last year, I think I went to like six of his starts, like just coincidentally. And it was so much and it was so miserable. Uh, so That sounds like uh, many years ago, I only saw Josh Towers pitch. <laughs> so it's a little rough. Uh, I think it was 2018, maybe 19. I saw, I think six Edwin Jackson starts as well. So oh, I seem to have a, have a magnet for the worst starters of the season. So those have been yeah. like two. So, you know, always been rooting for him. We always, we know what the issue is, right? We know he needs to use fastball more. We know it's a head game, right? We know he's got stuff and he just needs it to feel good. And so the whole narrative right now is look at the swagger. Maybe it's because he grew a beard, right? Oh. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some beard game right here and I've seen some swagger with it as well. So <laughs> it's like he's having fun, right? Like he is, ha- before he was so miserable and he was, you could tell he was not happy. He was stressed. He was not confident. And now he's just having fun. And, you know, the best thing to do is to be paid millions of dollars to wear pajamas and chase a ball around and have fun. And when you're not, it really sucks. So for yeah. me, that's that's been, you know, the payoff for the season for me when the rest of the uh, starting lineup is not great. And, of course, you know, my guy is Meza. And, you know, not been perfect. You guys don't know this. Most of my friends know this. And whenever I meet someone, like, who's your favorite player? I'm like, Tim Mazur. And they're like, oh, who's that? Uh, but, yes, he went <laughs> in my face. And he had a really – his he's got heat, right? So it is. Uh, it was good to see his last relief appearance. Yeah. yeah. And to that point, Tim Mazur is a solid workhorse anyways. He's been – 
up, down, and I think it's not because of him. It's because of injuries and many a multitude of things that have been going around his game, not so much the pure stuff that that man actually uh, has in his tank. So I think it's going to be one of those things. He's just, like you said, one, you know, three outings so far, been a mixed batch originally when he gave up the one run, but that point's been solid since. So it's been really good. Um, Ken, out of the first few games here, who are you loving to watch at the moment? Well, I'm just going to say three initials, CBK, which is Chapman, Bichette, and Kiermaier. Those are the ones oh, I've been God. very impressed with so far. Uh, Chapman, I remember during the we, during our episodes during spring training, he was kind of struggling during spring training. Like he didn't seem to really do anything, really. But for some reason, he's really, you know, started started hot right now, actually. So the fact that he's over 500, which is great. I mean, I don't think he's going to last for the entire season hitting that well, but it's a great start. Bichette still just looks like he still has that uh, streak that he had at the end of last season going. And Kiermaier, like I mentioned before, he's hitting like the ball owes him money, man. So I'm very happy with those three so far. <laughs> Being a contractor, it might actually owe him money, especially after the years of what I was afraid of with the fact that he's been hurt repetitively over the last four years. And to that point, as like I said, the big critic, if he was going to stay healthy, he's definitely healthy. I'm going to give him full props to that whole thing. Everything looks good for uh, Kevin Kiermaier at this point. I think we can say he's hitting like he's looked at the catcher card and knows what's coming, right? Oh, see, there oh, you guys same. thought it was just me. There's another one in the room. <laughs> All right, Leslie, you got anyways. a Kiermaier jersey. You got to get a Kiermaier jersey if he, he helps us win. <laughs> so they were all giving me crap, Leslie, for the fact that I still am holding the grudge over that. <laughs> oh, I'm not grudging. I'll just keep making it up because it was the most absurd, especially this weird defense. What? You did it. You did it. Okay. <laughs> I just... Mm, mm. Hey, Jason, how did they find how did they find Leslie? How did Craig find Leslie? Because it seemed like maybe we were picking on him too much, and now he has he has yeah, now he has backup. Yeah, And you know, for me, you know, I, I I've watched every game, uh, or at least a, a fairly decent piece, or I've watched Jason thirty for every game so far. Um, Varsho uh, is everything that they said he was going to be. Uh, I didn't believe it. Uh, the guy is. He looks like a linebacker. He hits the ball a ton. He bunts and gets on. Like, who does that? Who bunts base hits at his size? Like, They're actually showing that on the pregame pregame show now, not the auxiliary pregame. And, I mean, you know, Bichette's had a really hot start. Chapman's been on fire. Um, you know, I think that that even Whit Merrifield has looked very, very, very comfortable in the outfield, made two really good plays in the outfield, made a really smart throw. But here's the thing that I think is my bright shining spot so far for the season. So did you guys see Vladdy get thrown out at third trying to stretch that that play? You know, it was a, I think it was Kirk hit the ball into the gap. And that is what I like yeah. to see. I like to see Vladdy going like a like a Mack truck with the brakes broken, going for third base. <laughs> and you know, we're they're stealing bases, they're hitting running. It's it's exciting, exciting baseball. They've all got smiles on their faces, win or lose. And and if somebody, a, a friend of mine, brought up to me so last night, he was like, the "Jays look like they're having a rough go." And I'm like, "Do they? Or are they? You know, is this just sort of Bad the start?" Luck. And you know, and talk to me in a hundred games. <laughs> you know, if they're five hundred in a hundred games, or if they're below, or sure, we've got you know problems. Twenty games, thirty games, but right now, you know, what are we six, five games into the into the season? They're having a blast, and the the pitching's gonna come around. It's too good to not, and you know that's what I see right now. So, 
I love how you called out everybody except the one guy that is starting to look like the guy that we saw a few years ago running for a near MVP. Mm-hmm. And Vlad is quietly leading this team in RBIs with four at the moment through four, through the first five. So better pitch selection. He's waiting. He's leading the team in walks again. This could be the calm before the storm for before Vlad actually just opens up and goes a la crazy hot like Boba Shett and uh, Matt Chapman at the current moment. And it's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. So there, and to your point, everybody collectively here calling out all the crazy hitting that we have going on and what that could mean for this team. And it's very, very, very fun stuff. The other thing that I've noticed as well is, is Don Mattingly is having an effect in the, in the dugout. He walks over to guys that get a tough out or he walks over to guys that get a good base hit into the gap and you can see them talking. And you know, this is, this is an intangible that a guy like Mattingly who has played so much baseball at such a high level brings. And, you know, to see Pat Henkin out in the, out in the, uh, you know, he got the the pull up because one of the pitching coaches, I couldn't remember who it was, wasn't there. So Henkin's up in the actual, you know, he's actually Pete Walker, I think. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's great to see him. He looked like he could throw a couple innings. He's svelte and, you know, he looks like he's doing his, his arm work for sure. <laughs> I am fully missing the fact that Pete, Pat Hangan doesn't have the like just this much part of the mustache going on anymore, though. That handlebars here with all this out. <laughs> so, just just saying that that comeback tour he did during the Angry Bird uh, beginning era there was uh, very short lived, unfortunately, because of his health issues near the end of his career. But I was rooting for him all damn night every night because he was one of my favorites to watch every night. So, but to that point, that is having. To your point, Jason, having excellent veteran leadership around this team to only help them get through these spots like we're seeing with the pitching or the fact that, you know, they put the gas pedal down just enough of the other night that made it an interesting game to watch for a few minutes, but they ended up finally losing nine to five. There was something there, though. There was some points there during that game that just felt like we're this one hit away that they were able to get back into it and really salvage the pitching's per, uh, performance. Totally agree. So, um, the offense is there and regardless of everybody hitting all at once, like it kind of is right now, it's been a little up or not all or nothing, <laughs> but the game that they're playing that taking the extra base, all these things that you were talking about, the stealing, the running, the bunting, all this stuff is a part of a blue Jay culture thing that hasn't been ever in all reality, at least not as long as I can remember. You're going back into the, like, the, you know, Lloyd Mosby, Barfield, Bell, outfield, but getting that gritty in baseball to uh, think about Blue Jays stuff. But right now, this is, those are going to get them those wins when they're having rough outings, and that's the difference between a good team and where John Schneider keeps saying a great team is where we need to get to. So, that's the who's up portion. Unfortunately, we have been having some downs. So there's that who's down portion of this conversation. Um, Leslie, you're the guest. I'm going to put you on the spot one more time, and then I promise I'll start it by rotation. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously we're focused on pitching. Is there anybody you're worried about at the moment? I mean, how can we not be worried about Bassett, right? Like that was a lot happening. I was, I, I like trying things out. I think, you know, the game can always evolve. So sure, let's give the pitcher the little video game console and they can beep boop and whatnot. And, you know, he's got 
a very over large arsenal and he seems very stressed out about the pitch clock. So I was like, yeah, this could be cool. This could be revolutionary. It was terrible. So, I mean, what I hear again, I'm not, I'm not great at actual analysis and stuff, but what I hear is his VLO is down, right? So was it that his VLO is already down? Is his VLO down because he's too stressed out about the clock and making the pitch calls himself? I don't know. Um, he definitely should be pitching better than he did. And I think he needs to simplify. Uh, it just depends. Are they going to let him try that again or is no, you know, Danny take the wheel. Yeah. To that point, I think on the Bassett piece, that is going to be let Jansen or Kirky call that game and take that piece away from him and just just focus on throwing the pitch. Everybody forgets that Mark Burley back in the day didn't think about anything. The guy threw two no-hitters in his career. And <laughs> what was a perfect game? Um, just completely trusting his catcher. We have two of the best catchers in Major League Baseball. They're doing the homework. I get that maybe he wanted that. That's how he thought he could work better with the pitch clock. Give it a shot. Fine. It failed. Maybe you rely on Kirk or Jansen to call your game this time and move on. Ken, who are you down on or who are you worried about, if anything? Or is it adding and throwing more on Chris Patson? <laughs> well, I was going to make that reference. Do you guys remember Major League Two? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember when Ricky Wild thing Vaughn became like a nice guy? He was the in the beginning of the movie, he was like the hair was gone. He was like professional hair and he had like he created his own pitches and he had a all these different things. Suit. With a suit, and for some reason, during the first part of the movie, all his new pitches were just getting hit, and he yeah. he was struggling during that. That's what it kind of reminds me of Bassett, because it sounds like he got thumped. And uh, same with Barrios as well, unfortunately. So I was watching it. I was like, okay. "Are we gonna get the Barrios from not last season, but the season before that?" That's what I was hoping for. Now we all are hoping for that, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. at least for this first game, I'm gonna chalk it up to just getting the uh, cobwebs out, and now they're getting slowly into you know, regular season mode and getting the spring training season out of it. Yeah. Especially when you look at the, where you were mentioning there with Jose Barrios' start, it was a good inning or a bad, I mean, a bad inning, good inning, bad inning, good inning. <laughs> was like, pick one, please stick with it. Um, because in all reality, he gave up all those runs right off the bat. And it was shocking. And is if it, wasn't Bassett having a bad day the day before. I wouldn't be surprised if he did get pulled a little early in that. So he did manage to pitch five 5.2 innings during that game and gave up eight earned runs on nine hits, which was including home runs, <laughs> which that was also how uh, Chris Bassett got really beat up. I believe he gave up four home runs during the start. I want to say it was, it was a rough at least start. three. <laughs> so that was a rough anyways. game altogether. And then, if, oddly enough, our offense actually kept us dancing into that game a little bit. So that's that was the game I was referring to where we probably shouldn't have been involved in it at all. And, yep, there we were. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, your turn. Well, I got, I got two, and it's funny that you would have just referenced one of them. That's Danny Jansen. Um, what has he got, one hit? Um, I think his, you're right. <laughs> his defense has been outstanding. I don't know if you guys saw the Kokuchi pitch that he caught that spun him around in a circle. And they flashed to the guy that was on first base oh. and the first base coach. And they looked at each other like, like, what the? Like, he literally caught it behind yeah. his outside left leg with the wrong side of his glove. Like, it's not possible. <laughs> My son's a catcher. We watched it twice. And we were like, but just the physics don't allow for that. So yeah. He's been excellent. He's been, you know, he, he's blocked a lot of balls. He's caught a lot of, of balls that would have got past a lot of catchers. Um, and then Espinel. Um, 
I mean, he's had eight at bats. He hasn't touched a ball. Um, you know, he he just he doesn't look like the Espinosa last year. Yeah, and he got one hit. One hit. One story. Um, <laughs> Him and Danny Jansen are right here. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> Brandon Belt. Yeah, Biggio's been in and good, and and um, Belt hit the ball a couple of times hard the other day, and and you yeah. know the guys that we were sort of were and Kiermeyer's. I, I mean, you know, he's he looks like a guy. The, the guy that you get on your senior men's softball team who's never won the championship, and he's like, guys, I'm, yeah. I'm putting you on my back. I just went and got a new Worth Maniac bat, and we're, we're, I'm taking this team to the finals. And, like, it's, it's, and it's, it's awesome to see because he actually looks mad. Like, like when, yeah. he took, when he took third on that play and got up, he looked into his own dugout like, you better get going because I'm dragging my 38 year old butt around the, the bases like this. Like, come on. So, is he really 38? I didn't think I don't, know. I don't think he's that old. I just guessed. Oh, 38 <laughs> make me feel old. Yeah, I'm going to check the Google on six that. years. Yeah, six years. 32. 32. He looks 38. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I, I think personality wise KK brings something interesting to the team that we needed, right? He has a different he's like, I'm center field, everything is mine unless it's not, right? And he, I mean he doesn't like I mean I, I know there's this whole thing and there are many people that hate Kevin Kiermeyer. It's fine, I get it, right? It's all good. Seems like actually to me decent guy outside of stealing stupid cards. Um but like it is a it's just a different vibe and i think that's what we need right you need a little bit of friction you need a little bit of uh, different levels of intensity different perspectives on the game um you need you know a bit of showboating here and there as well because these guys are all the best in the world right like just everyone just be like yeah you know we're good i'm happy like that's no you guys are the fucking best in the world so let's be the fucking best in the world. <laughs> right and just be the fucking best and each of you are each of them are better than the other at one or five things so just yeah. do that and be that major league major league baseball players are with the way the minor league system got restructured it used to be like the top two percent you know played professional baseball at some minor league level or professional level now you're down to probably a one percent because you know ron manfred and his wonderful wisdom just went to the bottom levels of the minor leagues and knocked out all sorts of leagues including my friends uh in bluefield west virginia for that we used to be part of the blue jays uh system which now is barely hanging on as an independent baseball league so not fun so to your point uh, these are the best of the best of the best and like i said I think our offense is looking that way right now and it's going to keep going, but we got to start getting that pitching piece to where everybody in this conversation went and even the bullpens had its flakes to get out of the gate here a little bit. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garcia, Jimmy Garcia. Is it <laughs> Jimmy or Jimmy? Really. Have we Jimmy. Just Jimmy, okay. they always say Jimmy for some reason. I don't get it. <laughs> I think it's a personal preference thing. <laughs> so, but, um, then we had the one outing where Anthony Bass comes in, gives up an out, a run too as well, and really looked like he was having a hard time with it. So I think I'm going to chalk the pitching up, which is the exact opposite of how it is every other year. Usually this time of season, right at opening day, the pitchers are ahead of the hitters. I think this is pretty much Major League Baseball universal, and I don't know if it's the new rules, the pitch clock, whatever it might be. Sprinkle in your answer here. Um 
hitting is on in major league baseball. And that I would say right now that the biggest contributor to that is the fact that guys like Dalton Varsho can actually, you know, hit the ball where they want because there's no more shifts. <laughs> so batting is up. The game is exciting again. So I guess get excited and uh, hope you're not a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know what, Craig, I I agree with you. There there are, whether it's the pitch clock or whether it's more focus on the pit, you know, on the pitchers just in general, um uh, around the league like just like I went back and looked from last year and there was all there was already a couple of guys that had almost thrown no hitters and there was a couple of shutouts and and they're making a big deal about Jake DeGrom going 6 the other day and giving up one. Like, come on. Like if that if it's that bad, then we're good. we're in for a real treat because it's going to be fireworks all year long. Like going down yeah. the stretch, there'll be guys just you know be a five six home run games and stuff like that. It'll be tons of fun to watch. But um, I think for right now, until they sort of get um, used to it, I mean, I don't know if you guys all saw Manny Machado, but I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that can really take a team and punch it in the neck. Like I mean, you know, he 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 knows what the rule is. And yet he gets out of the box again and starts his his imitation of, of of Garcia Para by undoing everything he has on and then redoing Check it the all up. Guard. And then he stands and looks like, "What did I do?" With his batting gloves open, still, by the way. Caught <laughs> <laughs> red-handed or gloved? The glove didn't fit. Just saying. Gloved. <laughs> I don't know. The glove fits. <laughs> So, no, I agree. And to that point, I think it's going to be interesting to see where those pieces go, because if this is going to be the rest of the major league season, like I said, you're going to go from seeing no hits to watching uh, the average earned run average being, you know, a good pitcher is usually in the three to five, the excellence being below three, the mediocre average guys between 3.5 and four, <laughs> that whole thing's going to shift toward a good guy being three to 3.5 and then the mediocre guys being around four and it's going to be put to that point. I'd rather see some more runs and at least it's not to the, at least on the blue Jays Avenue yet, not to the crazy home run juiced ball era kind of stuff that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Um, it's creating an exciting game where triples and stealing bases are great. You know, I don't know how many stolen bases we have already, but I guarantee you we're ahead of last year already. We I'm have curious. zero. Um, I'm counting one. George Springer already one? has. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong feeling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Springer's got a couple. I think Varsho's got one. Guerrero's got one, I believe. Yeah, Guerrero got one. Yep, which is awesome just because it's it's Vladdy. I love yeah. that he can just randomly take off and nobody notices it and pays attention and then, bam, scoring position. <laughs> All right, I'm calling it right now. Alejandro Kerr's going to get at least 15 stolen bases this season. Oh, <laughs> over, over or under on one. <laughs> yeah. Because no one's going to expect him from that. You never know. Yeah, never know to that point. Maybe the pitch clock gets it. And he, I, I'm honestly thinking that at some point the pitch clock's actually going to be the reason some of these stolen bases go because of the, the rules about picking guys off and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be, they're going to get out on edge and just run off and things will happen. But it creates a okay, more listen, exciting game, which we've been seeing. I, that commercial Vogel box commercial, like we need to will that into existence, right? Like he needs to be stealing bases. Like after I, I would never think I want to see Vogel back steal a base. I want to see Vogel back steal five now. After yeah, there you go. That's, that's a great commercial. We talked about it last week. The fact that Buck Walters is sitting there going, no. <laughs> kind of almost giving him one of these <laughs> you better not and to that point i would say that alejandro kirk easily has Vogelbach beat 
than speed, but <laughs> we'll see. I'll have to check their MLB the show numbers after this. See what the hell who's got the better speed rating. <laughs> so Calling it's the maple beef. It's always the maple beef. He always wins. And to that point, he's starting to come around too at the plate. So that'll be interesting to see how Kirky uh, gets going. Still one of the craziest home runs I've ever seen in my life, watching him at home run into the woods in West Virginia. Just saying. <laughs> so anyway, now that we're done with who's up and who's down, uh, we're going to talk home opener a little bit before we talk the week that is coming in Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Um, we do have the wonderful mayor of the flight deck with us in Leslie. So how are you going to the home opener or are they in the first game? Am I going to the home opener? <laughs> am I? Am I going to the home opener? I am going to the home opener. Yes. She's there at the home go. opener now. I, yeah. I am mentally, that's where I'm mentally at is the home yes. opener. I'm just there. projecting yourself. And I that's why she keeps going through new hats every five seconds. She's trying to yes. figure out which one like to wear. Fifth hat I think Whoa. she's worn. I thought I could smell hot dogs. The <laughs> <laughs> loony hot dog night coming, right? <laughs> and so. There, she's already. I should have found a way to put like a ticker up and say we could, Leslie hat count. Yeah, <laughs> so, anyways, right? so how? Um, obviously, this is your home away from home, living in Toronto. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking. Where are you? How excited are you? You're ready to get your new magnet schedule on opening day and <laughs> go from there. You know what? I always forget the magnet. Does everyone else sometimes like because they give it out at the end, right? And the game's oh. over, and we're all like. They always and it's at the end, and sometimes they actually have ushers like handing them up. Other times it's just sitting on a table somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, should I?" And then there's a crowd, so I sometimes yeah. forget the magnet. So I need to remember. Someone sometimes sometimes it's my friends' jobs to keep me on track when I'm at games because I'm so all over the place. So any one of my friends that are listening that I'm going to go, go to the game with, uh, it's your job to make sure I get a magnet or five. Okay. There you go. Or or you grab five. Or you know, it's your job, Jay's Twitter, to somebody to get extra magnets so that I have one and you can give it to me at another game. There you go. Uh yeah. So I've been keeping a very keen eye on these renos, uh, as you can understand. Um, as flight decking is my life. I have not sat in my actual other than the playoffs, obviously, um, or wild card. Um, I've not sat in my own seat, uh, since 20. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So ever since then, I buy one ticket. It's somewhere in the 500s, not entirely sure where. And then I show up and I go straight to the flight deck. Um, And last year, the flight deck was mostly booked off except for a bit of a sliver. So we were there at the top level with me and my friends. Uh, But um, I'm, I'm prepared now that there will be parts of the flight deck booked out. I think, I mean, I'm a creature of habit. I like to be prepared. And one of the things is that I won't ever know until I show up how much of the flight deck is booked up. Is it all of it? Is it some of it? Uh, What really bothers me about the flight deck, when they added the WestJet flight deck giant blue um, sign on the second level, the sign goes up so high that the people who stand behind it can't see over it. That's a crummy seat. Extracted yeah. view only. Yes. Yeah. So it's like if these you're jackasses normally... sitting behind Jason. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How tall are you? Can't see over his head. Um, but yeah, like normally when you're in the flight deck, if I'm standing, the, the flight the the bar rail gets to about maybe here, right? And I'm I'm five six, so that's okay. And you know, so but uh, when I stood there, it comes up to about here. And when you've got that sharp angle, you lose so much of the outfield now that you can like you you'll lose so much of the play, right? Yeah. And so when you watch the flight deck fill up, you see it fills up the front row, fills up the sides, and then it fills up the back. And then anyone stuck yeah, and stuck left in <laughs> is in the middle. And even when I look up, I can barely see their faces. I see like the tops of their heads because of again that sharp angle. So that just that that was last year. It pisses me off because you've just like ruined a, a beautiful view. You've just obstructed a view. So that's my rant for yeah. that. Um, there you go. And so just so everybody my... is aware that is in the room, you asked where I found Leslie to be on team. Like, I don't know if I want Kiermaier or not. <laughs> um, I went to, with Brennan Panikar, one of the old hosts of the show, and we were hanging out on the flight deck and we met Leslie. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, so I'm curious about the flight deck, but I'm I'm prepared to explore other spaces. And I actually like this is this is much needed, right? So the park social is designed to be family friendly. You look at the picture; it's bright, it's colorful, it's got Xboxes or whatever game consoles. It's it's they're, they're building this park to be a place for people who just happen to be at a baseball game, right? Which sure, you know, purists will be like, "Well, fuck off and go somewhere else, like an actual park." That's my seat. But yeah. <laughs> Right. But I get it in that, you know, you want to gather somewhere. They also want to make the team um, less the admission, less volatile to performance at the same time, of course. Right. So like the reason why I go to the flight deck is because 
you, when you used to sit in your seat, you'd ask someone, where are you? I'm 217. Oh, well, I'm 528. And they're like, okay, so I guess we'll maybe between the seventh inning, um, we'll show up and we'll meet maybe by the Pizza Nova. And, you know, and then, oh, sorry, I got lost track, whatever. Yep. It's, it's difficult to meet people. And even when you're all sitting there, like if someone is five or six seats down from you, like, hi, it's like, oh, did you see that? And you have to get up and you have to remain. It's, it's hard, right? Flight deck, it's used. I'm like, hi, I'm here. Selfie, center field. Come find me. I'm above the clock. I like to be above the clock. Come find me, right? And people just can flow in, flow out whenever. I introduce pe people, meet each other on the flight deck, you know, through me and just whatever. When I I meet people not who are real people, not, not Twitter people, and we just start talking, <laughs> right? And, of course, it's also me. But, like, that's like that's the vibe and that's what it's, it's open to. And the park yep. social like that, where, you know, you can have two families meet up, right? And the parents can be watching and the kids can be playing cornhole or whatever, or playing Xbox, and they can keep them within eye view while kind of watching. Um, the Corona bar, you know, that's again, that's where the party can be. And I might like, also wouldn't mind that like, people then disperse out of my space and I can have more to myself. Um, there you but go. The like that back key... to the back. <laughs> The other, and I'm, I'm interested in the catch bar because it's got probably the best view of all of them. Um, but the thing to me, which is the most key thing of all of these renos, is that they're creating viewable, comfortable indoor spaces at the dome in the concourse. So when it is 40 fucking degrees out and the dome is open and you are dying, you can go into the hallway where it's cooler, grab up some food, and, the, and they have several screens instead of all of us kind of hovering around the one every like 30 meters kind of thing. Yep. And then sit down, right? Because maybe you're a little bit dizzy because you're really hot. And then you watch the game for a bit and then maybe the clouds come back and then you go back outside to your seat and you watch or eventually shadow talk. The shadows come over and you're back again. Or you just hang out there so you can still be part of the experience without like dying of heat stroke. So yeah. that, that indoor concourse has been so much dead space that now is going to be brought to life and will attract more people. So that's that to me is one of the, the key things that's happening. I think yeah. that yes. uh, just, just going down to Arizona and, and watching a bunch of spring training baseball, I feel like they took a couple of notes from that because even though it's not 40 degrees, it's still you know, it's still 28, 29, and it's straight up sun. And the, I noticed that a lot of those stadiums have larger open concourses. They don't have the greatest viewing, but they do offer seating the whole way along them. So if you want to get up and you want to go sit in the shade for a little bit, because I don't know if you guys have ever been to a really hot game and watched the shadow, the people move in the yeah, shadow as it goes. And like, <laughs> if you're willing to do it, you can go get a great seat for three innings, but you've got to basically yeah. bake. Um, I did it at an Angels game. It was yeah. Like 104 degrees, it was repellent, but I was yeah. right behind the, the dugout. It was the incredible seats. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, you know, we're actually going to try and plan to get out to Toronto for a game. Um, you know what, my boys and I, and and we've just taken, I already told you, you gotta let me know. I'm on my way up as soon as you tell me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, and then the other one was I just looked at uh, when the Jays are playing the Mariners and we're at least going to go down for one of those. It's always a good weekend. There's uh, the, the fans are usually five or six to one. Um, I mean, the Mariners are a lot better this year, but uh, so it might be a bit of a battle for that. But like we went two years ago and it was like a Jays home game. Um, and to that point, I love that that rivalry has kind of become because of the fans. It's becoming an actual team rivalry, especially with what happened last year and the ridiculousness that happens in the wild card game. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be a fun time regardless, because that'll be the, first time we actually go and i think you were talking about there too 
especially yeah, with I the mean, new schedule. And I, I, I think for the new additions to the stadium as well, you know, like I, I've, I've looked at them fairly intensely and, and it's nice to finally see a, a stadium and an ownership group say, you know what, we need to make changes. We need to take some risks and these are the risks we're going to take. And, you know, if you don't like it, don't come. You know, if you don't want if you don't want to come to the family zone and, you know, if you want to be shotgunning beers and, and screaming F-bombs over the rail, then don't go in there. And people have to – like, I go to Canucks games every now and again and I sit in the no-booze zone and people are like, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, I just do. Like, I mean, if I want to go I'm, – I'm enough of a human being that I can get up from my seat and go have a beer and then walk back down, like, like – I, I fail to understand, you know, sometimes because I've been reading some of the stuff online about, you know, people just saying that, like, oh, how do you have just a kid's area? The Cincinnati Reds have two areas that are kids only. And my kids want to go see a Reds game so bad. There's They have a, a wiffle ball, actual like a stadium where, you know, that you can go and play wiffle ball while the game's going on. And another whole kid's area. I mean, I mean it's phenomenal. It's a great idea. So, I mean, kudos to the Jays, kudos to their management and, I'm hoping that it, it all comes off smoothly and because everything's not done at this point. And when's the opener? The 11th? Yeah, it's the Tuesday. 11th. And I'm, I'm even thinking normally home openers start in the afternoon, like four. And I think they actually pick seven to be like, we need a few more hours just to be sure we're ready. <laughs> Make sure the paint's dry. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> Make it's sure like one of those, not shifting it's under like your one feet. of those home reno shows when they're, they're like literally touching up the paint as the people are pulling up. They're going to just put buses out in front of the, then do the move that bus. And move then, that bus. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, Jason, you brought up something funny. I think it was, um, I, I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it on Instagram again. In Vegas, they have a bar that is basically almost looks like a piece of the Blue Jays, like spring training cons, uh, facility that just has like the little roof with a bunch of fields on it. But then kind of like the top golf idea, they have a bunch of the screen batting cages and you can just go drink beers, yell at your friends, try to hit a home run against somebody, <laughs> you know, and see what it is. But there's that, there's the same thing that the Blue Jays are doing with these neighborhoods. It's yeah. trying to get those extra pieces. And honestly, I hope what they do in the midst of this whole thing is let you linger in the ballpark after the game a little bit. If you just want to hang out and have an extra beer with your friends. I know they're not going to because the whole not serving beer after the seventh inning nonsense that they all major league saves do. Um, but coming in early, you know, if it was a one o'clock game, they damn well better have that open for like 1130-ish so I can come in, meet up with everybody, have lunch, have a few beers, go to one of these neighborhoods and have a good time and Ensure it, you know. Same thing on weeknights. If it's a seven o'clock game, open the thing at five. Everybody can come right after work and goof around. You get them in the seats. You get them paying for things. It's good for the team. It's good for everybody that's involved to be able to hang out and have fun. It's a win-win all around kind of. Thing. And it's always nice to have a loud stadium when the guys go running out. Uh, I've been to a couple of Jays games and um, no, you know, nothing. I've never been to a playoff game or anything like that. But you know, no offense to Jays fans, you're pretty quiet at the start of a game. <laughs> I mean, you can hear the guys talking in the outfield to each other. It's because they're all stuck on transit trying to I get know. to the game. Or on the one. Yeah, okay, so Dogs Plains, here's the thing time. about gates opening. So if it's a weekday game, gates open an hour and a half before first pitch. If it's a weekend game it's or a holiday game, it's two hours before first pitch. Nice. Um, but the interesting thing So it sounds thing like is, they were thinking that. 
Yeah, they always they always were. Like that's how it always yeah. has been. Um, but the interesting thing is now with the pitch clock and games moving faster, the question is like, are they going to sell enough beer and hot dogs? Because we just have less time to eat and less time to drink. Everything's going so fast. And also like, I know the, the ones who are bigger fans, like they don't want to line up and then lose two innings. Right. Yeah. Like you could, you know, you could line up and then if it's like be a genie pitching or if there's like, you know, potentially a pitching change, you know, you know, you're good. Right. You know, you miss like half an inning maybe and then you're back. But like yeah. now and then also with the standing spaces, like now if you come back and you miss two innings. You're like, well, shit. Like and I paid five hundred dollars for a beer. That's kind of warm now. So yeah. if, if they do open their gates even earlier, that could potentially lead to being able to purchase food more early. And especially if you have all the kids there and everyone's in line and you can kind yeah. of get them all sorted ahead of time, buy more food and then the game starts. So that would be nice if they opened the gates earlier. Yeah. See, now this is what you need to learn from the, the few friends I've met up in Canada from being the, you know, the Rochester, New York native that just happens to be a Blue Jays fan that migrates northern to see baseball games. The, the guys I've met from working with Jays Journal and whatnot over the years, uh, uh, they had some friends that were all ex-Canadian military. And what they did was basically anchor the beer guy that was, you know, walking through the 200 level serving beers. <laughs> One of them would ask for a beer, pay for it, down it. Then the next one would go, oh, I'd like one beer, right? <laughs> and then they down it, drink it, here's your money. And they just kept doing that on like a revolving door for like eight people. <laughs> pound the beer, hand the money. Pound the beer, hand the money. That guy wasn't allowed to leave because he was making money. <laughs> and he's handing out beers to other people in that area at the same time. We uh, we ended up, I think, in that area, basically just, you know, his whole bag of that where Budweiser's were just gone after, you know, 20 minutes of just doing this repeat <laughs> to everybody. It was hilarious. So smart, smart, smart. So, but that's talking about the new ballpark uh, features and whatnot as we head toward opening day. Unfortunately, it's just a little bit further away, but we wanted to make sure we talked about that on this week's episode because next week it'll be a day late. Couldn't do it next week. Not to mention we have the flight deck ambassador here, so we had to make sure we gave her all our chance to chit-chat. <laughs> so anyways, what do we have coming in the meantime, other than the fact that the Blue Jays actually have two runners on with two outs and the first inning off of Zach Greinke, which is saying something amongst the it is because Zach Greinke's no slouch. Is he, calling his, pitches? is he calling his pitches? Pretty, like... I can't tell. <laughs> so, yeah, just throw. <laughs> I want to so, see some of those 43-mile-per-hour uh, curveballs he was throwing during spring training. <laughs> I love it when they just some pitcher just gets to that point of screw you and just does something like that because they're never ready for it. And they try to do like the Ricky of the year, the rookie of the year thing with uh, Henry Rowan Gardner, where the guy's sitting there like a meatball going, <laughs> waiting for the thing to come down and it doesn't quite make it. So, but anyway, Matt Chapman's the guy up with against Cranky right now while that's happening. Um, Obviously, we have one more game against the Royals tomorrow, and then the Blue Jays do have to go on the road a little bit longer. So they have a very extensive road trip to start the season. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And I'm sure that was the last little bit they asked Major League Baseball, saying we can definitely guarantee that the renovations are done by April, but now they're putting the bells and whistles in over the next week here. Yeah. I thought he got it. <laughs> Chapman just misses one there. <laughs> so 
We get the tie are the Angels after the can after Kansas City tomorrow. It's the getaway day, two o'clock game. Then we get to go to West Coast time for the long week for the weekend here. And then we get to come home for opening day to play the Detroit Tigers, which should hopefully make the homestand to start off the opening a little bit better. Um so that, tomorrow, I forget who was pitching tomorrow would be Gosman. So that's a toss up, I think, after his last start. He looked good. Obviously, I'm worried about the, you know, starting pitching bad juju getting and touching him too much at this point <laughs> because he also had a very, very good spring and a good outing his first time, but um, still unfortunately got the loss. That's the catch. Um, and then we're going to obviously, like I said, go to the Anaheim. I still have no idea what to think of the Anaheim Angels, and I'm sure you all collectively agree with me out this. is Are they a good team? Are they a bad team? Sure, <laughs> the two best wow. baseball players in the world. I mean, yeah. At Gotta some point, around them though. <laughs> at some point, those two guys are gonna be good, to dominant enough to carry yeah. that team. I mean, they started to see flashes this preseason where Otani and Trout were both going off, and um, and against each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that World Baseball Classic sparked a whole new thing with a handful of guys that were in it. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I. I, I'm it's it has become worrisome now to think that if they can get any kind of steam behind themselves and the angels, the rest of the angels can even be better than mediocre, then they're a challenger. Yeah. And to that point, we will obviously see the second round of the rotation for all the guys that we were discussing during the who's down section of this episode. And we're hoping that we get better starts out of them. Um, so as we talk about, going through those series is into the next week. Um, Ken, key things that the Blue Jays need to do over the next week, is it just pitching or pick something that you would think that would be the best thing for them to focus on? Well, definitely pitching is going to have to be the thing, right? So especially now it's going to be the second rotation for the for these far starters. They really need to start picking things up uh, in terms of getting that first game jitter, if that's even a thing for, for these guys, out of the way and just forget the bad start, focus on the task at hand and not think about it, not overthink it. It seems like Kikuchi needs to be the best at when it comes to the pitch clock, at least at this point in the season. So definitely pitching is going to have to be something they have to really, uh, really improve on. Um, you know, I would probably say even trying to hit the occasional long ball. Cause I remember watching one of the games and there, the announcers were saying that, yeah, yeah, we have two right now, but they were saying, Oh wow. The Jays hadn't hit a home run yet. And then of course, Bichette hits one. And then I started looking at it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was watching the game. We didn't really hit very many home runs, and I know we were one of the most offensive-minded team last year as well. So, you know, I'm hoping that we can get the occasional long ball in as a contribution to the hits that we're currently getting right now. So, those are the two things I'm kind of hoping for next uh, few games. There you go, um, Leslie. What do you think the Blue Jays need to be focusing on over the next week? Like I said, we got some very hit or miss teams over the next week. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see more hitting. I really would. I wanna I wanna see. Like just, I want to see homers. I want to see them on fire. I want to see like that excite, exuberance, right? That celebration, that energy. I, I, I feel like there's a bit of energy missing in. It's, it's part of it is the change in the roster and the old crew kind of adapting to this new style. Uh, but I, I think there's there's some gelling missing right now that comes from the celebration, that comes from the homers, that comes from, you know, just dominating for a few innings. 
I think once they do that, then things will start to click into place and you'll really see yeah. them riding that wave. And they just, they haven't been able, it's just always kind of like, uh, right? Like, oh, hi, are we I'm shaking? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would say from that comment, you're pro bringing back the home run jacket. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pro fun things. I mean, I get, I also get though, like you got to do something that works for you. Right. And they put it away because it's just, they are a different team. I would love to see something. I don't, but they need to come up with it themselves and it needs to feel organic and it needs to feel authentic. Correct. Just stir the pot. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing the Martin Jersey. I couldn't help it. (laughs) So anyway, Jason, biggest thing that you think the blue Jays should be focusing on over the next week. Well, I I mean, I feel like starting pitching is going to be uber, uber, uber important. And then I also think that run support for the relievers when they do come in, even if you're down a couple of runs and you have to bring, you know, Mesa or Pop or any of those guys in, they need run support. They need to think that they, they need to win every inning, whether it's, you know, a one nothing win, a 2 nothing win. But if you get down four or five, they have to have the mentality that they can claw back and they can win and they can at least get one. Like what, just what you were just talking about, two guys on, one guy out, you have to cash at least one of those. You have to. And so, you know, that having that mentality of when I'm going up, I'm going to make an effective at bat and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, charge the team up. And um, I don't disagree with you guys about, you know, having a little bit more fun. Um, But I think that'll start to come as they start to win. And as you start to see more home runs, I mean, they're only going to be able to hold on to these guys for a little bit. They're, they're going to start hammering the ball and it's going to start going out a lot. And um, yep. that will be fun, of course. But like I said, for now, I think they've got to buckle down and make sure that run support is there all the time. Yeah. That that, that second game of the Cardinals where we like eight, le- eight walks that they gave us and we didn't, we only scored like what, one run. It was, was embarrassing. <laughs> and Brendan Belt struck out twice during when bases loaded or run scripts. That's why I was like, Belt, hit something. Come on. Yeah. Live up to your name. Yeah, <laughs> your name. <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback on what you guys were saying and add this to it that the, they can take those pieces, get some more runs to Leslie's point, uh, bring up the offense, do these things, pitch well, great, fine, whatever. They are the worst team in baseball right now about leaving base runners on, and they are the second to worst team in baseball with runners in scoring position. So, and does anybody want to have a guess on how many runners we're leaving on base in a game at the moment? Average, because it's not nice. In the whole game? It's got to be six. Per per game, left on base. Six. Average. Eight? Higher? Nine. Oh, God. Nine. Almost ten. <laughs> and then when you go to the left and runner, r- left runners and scoring position part, it doesn't get much nicer because we've actually left out of those quote-unquote almost, you know, t- nine runs, or nine runners, half of those are left in scoring position, so 4.8. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, man. Like, I mean, we were actually just talking about this with our little league majors team. We, we've lost two games. We've left the base is loaded five times and you know, you have to learn how to play small ball and get a hit and get those guys moving. And mm-hmm. um, you know, home runs are awesome, but it's the guys who drive in two with a shot in the hole 
or the guy that works a count to eight or nine pitches and takes a good walk or even more. Um, you know, those are the, those are the, the important, important things. And, you know, Vladdy's still swinging a bit like he wants to yard every single one of them. And, um, you know, Bo is too. And, you know, I think that, that what Matt Chapman is doing as an example is Matt Chapman is just hitting the ball as hard as he can, wherever it's going to go. And if it's an out, it's an out. And if it's not, he's, he's looking at two standing. Um, yeah. So there you go. So does anybody have anything on those topics before we do our normal stuff for wrapping up the show here? Because we are getting near the hour and I want to make sure that everybody enjoys the little bit of let, let, lay, uh, overlap we've had here with the regular game before our quote unquote auxiliary pregame show here is uh, disbanded. Um <laughs> Anybody, anything else anybody would like to talk about here before we go and uh, pick the click and then give uh, Leslie her shameless self-promoting time? The only thing <laughs> I wanted to mention was I went to the Canucks game uh, with my my family uh, last week. Um, we happily watched the Canucks lose, which was outstanding. And my sons made it on to Sportsnet. And everybody seems to think this, this one here. This one yep. here. Blowing nope. the white hat. It's a ghost. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, looks a lot like Boba Shed. Am I wrong? Over here. This is Jet and this is Carter. And, there, uh, there you go. They, they were on TV. And the reason they were on TV was because of Carter's Blue Jays hat. They were talking about the Blue Jays. So uh, there you go. Full circle again. It's like Kevin Pillar yeah. was there with them. There you go. <laughs> So good, fun stuff. So let's talk our wonderful game here that I sprung on all of you guys because I forgot that we didn't play it last year is when you both joined the show. It was playoff time and we didn't do picks to click anymore. And obviously, Leslie being on the show for the first time, she's going to be sitting in our guest seat on this game for this week and picks to click. This is in honor of the Hawk Harrelson, the old Chicago White Sox announcer that always used to do pregame picks to click. And it was who he thought that day was going to be the best performer for the Chicago White Sox. I shamelessly stole it. I'm liking the idea. It's who's going to do the best over the next week before we record again. And the rules are very simple. It's pick a Blue Jay if you pick the best guy the following week. After we do a little quick vote here, you get a point. It's all for bragging rights. Good to hold it over each other's heads each week. And because we have a guest every week, we include them in the scoring too. And the, we're just going to know that our guests are better than us kind of thing. <laughs> so um, last week, Scott Richmond picked fellow pitcher Kevin Gosman, who had a very good start. I can't say he, you know, not picking up the W, but that wasn't because of him, those kind of things. But then Ken picks, you know, in fuego gentleman as named matt chapman jason you had george springer and then i picked my uh my man crush which is alejandro kirk <laughs> so i i'm gonna say my vote for winner last week is i don't think you can get much hotter than matt chapman is at the dish right now so i'm thinking i have to give this to ken is that in a unanimous vote between the others other than ken you don't get your own vote <laughs> all right he did, he, he did vote for himself Yes, I get it. <laughs> so anyway, can you take home the trophy, which I don't have? So just like you know, here, fake trophy. <laughs> I'm here. There it is. <laughs> I like it. There it is. I, it. I need to get like a WWE like uh, like belt or something. Oh, no. That we well, right now <laughs> we can use the cross and Belvedere as the trophy. There, there, there it is. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> so Ken, you uh, are you are the victor, and what we do on this show is the only other rule that we have is you don't get to pick the same person you did last week. You have to pick a different Blue Jay, and the winner on we've always done goes first. So this would technically be your honor to run with. All right, so my pick for the next week or so, I'm actually going to go with Kiermaier. For some reason, I just feel like he's he's on a hot streak. I think it's going to at least roll over for at least another week. So that's going to be my go. pick for next week. And then I always let the guests go for, or second if they didn't win the week before. So, Leslie, it is your pick. I'm going to say Varsho. I think he's, he's showcasing everything humanly possible to, he could possibly do, and it's very entertaining, and he's just leaning into it. We, who yeah. knows what he'll be doing next? Correct. I to that point, he he might not be the loudest person on the team, but he is definitely one of the funnest players to watch on this team right now, and it's been very fun to see so far early this season. Jason, your pick. I am going with uh, everyone's favorite first baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There you go, the Vladdy. Who's so, your Vladdy this week? I was going to say we're going to find out he's our Vladdy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go a little weird here. Um, and then to that point, and I'm maybe just thinking this because he just took a really nice walk from Zach Greinke. I'm going to go with Merrifield. Why not? even though I might not get a uh, giant amount of starts out of it, there's something about what he's been doing over the last week that I feel good. He's going to be in the center of things one way or the other. So there you go. So that's picks the click. Ken is off to the early lead this season after one week. So we'll see if uh, Leslie's pick here can run up with us and get the guest spot back in. And then, you know, maybe Jason and I come and strike gold here. Who knows? (laughs) So Leslie, before we sign off, I give every guest on this show what I call the shameless self-promoting bit. Tell everybody where they can find you. If you have anything you're working on, I know you have a tease and it might have something to do with certain things that you've been changing on your head all night. (laughs) So go ahead and say whatever you would like to say to end our show. Yeah. So my uh, Twitter handle is most, you know, less at Leslie. Nope. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram. It's Haro Kitty Haro. H-A-R-O-K-I-T-T-Y-H-A-R-O. I'm a big Hello Kitty fan. Um, and uh, so all the hats I've worn today, I've worn 10, I counted. They're all from local shops in Toronto, GTA. So I like to promote my guys that uh, put out hats locally. They are fantastic. You're paying U.S. Uh, Canadian dollars. There's no duty. And usually shipping for some of them are like that, sometimes next day shipping. Uh, so the one I'm wearing right now is still one of my faves, still.ca. Uh, they're famous for the cherry blossoms. Um, another of my favorite shops is anthemshop.ca. I often promote them as well on my uh, Twitter. So when they post, I'll share. I'm going to be sharing a, a, a special drop from still.ca in about a week and a half. Um, it's, 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 I can't say much other than it's special. You'll see, uh, you'll see one hat that is very dear to me and you'll be able to see that and figure that out, which hat is very dear to me. And if you like it, uh, get it, set your, set your, on your calendar, set an alarm because it's going to sell fast. So very excited for us to share that. Good deal. And uh, Leslie, it has been a pleasure having you on the show this evening. Very fun. We'll have to definitely do this again sometime, especially after once your little idea here has uh, come to fruition <laughs> and come over and do some more shameless self-promoting. Why not? And talk some blue chase. <laughs> maybe get you so, maybe get you live from the flight deck. 
Yeah. If you got one of these going, just jump on the phone right from the flight deck. That'd be awesome. I hope that we can figure out a way that we can get that to be like the when they cut to the weather guy on Family yeah. Guy and they say, hey, can you tell me how the weather is? And it'll be like, hey, let's go live to the Blue Jays game with Leslie Nope. And she'll, she'll just be like, hey, we're winning. And then cut away. <laughs> See, the only way that would work is if a major telecom bought over the Blue Jays and the Sky Dome so that there would be actually decent uh, data and Wi-Fi. But unfortunately, we don't. So it's going to be tough, but I could still try it out. (laughs) We actually tried to do that one year when me and Brendan were up in the ballpark and it was, uh, yeah, tumultuous is basically the way of saying it. It didn't work. We ended up recording it and putting a lot of it on Twitter, but it didn't really manifest into the episode we had envisioned for this show. (laughs) So it is what it is. Well, we'll get there. But to that point. Make sure you all check out Leslie's uh, Twitter handle and follow her stuff. She really always has some fun content. Then obviously she is at Blue Jay Games repetitively. So make sure you find her and just be nice. Hang out. Have a good time. Just like everybody should be doing at a ball game in the first place. So Blue Jays fans, thank you very much for listening this evening. Saw many of you coming in and out of the show during the live thing. This is live. Make sure you join the conversation. If you're listening on YouTube or whatever it might be, drop us messages. We're happy to talk. We can't come up with all the good ideas. We might actually want to, you know, have a chit chat with all of y'all. So make sure you join in. And if you haven't joined us during our live shows, make sure you listen in each week. We are on any podcasting platform you can think of at this point itunes apple music any of that stuff um you're even on stitcher and amazon music now so just wherever you get your podcasting pleasures make sure you listen to jaybird watching and have your voice heard here on the bar room chat is that is jaybird watching and the official blue jays podcast of jaysjournal.com part of fan cited so this is that time of the show everybody where we do our typical sign off so i'll just say a one two three Woo! Woo! Blue Jays. More pro show parties. Kelly Gruber. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at BirdwatchingGC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays go. Woo! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.